What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Generation Sports. Nobody be alarmed. Nobody be alarmed. It's just going to be your boy for this show. We got Josh, you know, out of town taking care of some stuff, and that's A-OK because I am here to hold down the fort now, which is what I would do anyway, even if Josh was on the show, of course. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, just going to be a solo dolo show tonight. A-okay, we got plenty of stuff to break down. Obviously, all of the Week 16 stuff going on in the NFL. Might throw a little NBA in there. And hey, Josh isn't on the show. I might be able to even throw in an MLB take if I have one. You know, we're still in a lockout. So it's a little bit hard, a little bit difficult. But that's A-okay. I'm going solo tonight. And uh, we're just going to jump right into it. Of course, actually, I lie. I always do this. Before I do jump into it, make sure, guys, we can't see your stuff on Twitter anymore. Obviously, me by being by myself today, I need some people to bounce my ideas off of. So make sure you hit up the comment section. Um, we can't see your stuff on Twitter, like I said. So go over to Twitch, go over to YouTube, go over to Facebook where we can communicate with you. Especially go over to Colorcast as well. Uh, we got a nice little deal going on with them. If you don't want to see all this beauty, you can go over to Colorcast, just an audio uh, version of the show over there. And you can uh you can interact with everybody over at the USN. We got USN at the end of all of our names. Obviously, I'm live on there right now. I got some people in here. So hopefully, like I said, solo, just me tonight. So hit up the comments, get some uh, ideas bouncing off each other. And we're gonna have fun today. We are going to have fun. Might be a little bit quicker since you know me and Josh don't have to banter back and forth. But with that being said, make sure you check us out everywhere. Like I always say, we're multifaceted these days. We're multifaceted. So Facebook. Uh, YouTube, Twitch, Colorcast. Make sure you find us everywhere that you want to listen to us. But with that being said, I'll jump right into it. And, you know, Josh always does make the uh, Google Docs for the kids. So it still makes my life easier, even if he isn't here at the moment. We start off with the NBA. And obviously, probably the second biggest sport in America, I would say baseball's taking that fall from Grace Hockey, never really reached that level. And, well, the NFL is always on that pedestal that pretty much seems uh impossible to reach but they're dealing with covid just like everybody else's uh and you know with that being said there's some there's some guys being signed that you know you obviously don't expect to see sometimes uh isaiah thomas just had his 10-day contract with the lakers he's actually not going to end up getting another one i got michael beasley out here on instagram telling the lakers that 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 they need help so you want to see if he's going to get one if you remember back in the day uh we had uh Man, the dude on the Lakers, too, Andre something, who was in the G League for years. G League president, actually. Uh, I just can't remember his last name at the moment. Somebody in the comments is going to help me out. I know we got all of our NBA fiends in here. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, just the question being almost, who do you want to see get, you know, their chance? Any free agents that you want to see get their chance? You no, know, we got this man, Iso Joe, making a comeback in the NBA. He says if it wasn't for the big three, he probably wouldn't have been able to do that. And you, you really do have people like that making the comeback in the NBA because everybody is dealing with COVID. Uh, you know, we obviously saw it on Christmas Day. Kevin Durant wasn't able to play. Uh, took a little steam away from that Laker game, but it actually did end up being very entertaining. And, you know, I don't know who I want to see in the NBA who's not in it right now. It's it's tough, you know. You, I saw Joe came back. Isaiah Thomas, like I said, just did just get his 10-day contract. And, you know, he. I remember he play, him playing well in that one game. And then, you know, it, it kind of always tails off after that. And I wonder – you know, how many more opportunities he really does get in the NBA. It's 
you know, it's such a crazy fall from grace for him. You know, he was in the MVP race. So, you know, everybody remembers the game after his sister tragically passed away. Uh, man goes off for the Celtics. And, you know, ever since then, he's kind of played through that hip injury and it's really taken a toll on him. He hasn't really been able to do anything um, ever since then. So, it, you mean, you want to get Jamal Crawford off uh, ESPN? You want to you want you want to get him back in? I don't know, man. It, there's obviously a lot of people out there that can play. You've seen a lot of people from the G League. You know, maybe this man Jello, the third ball brother, can finally make it uh, up into the NBA. Then, you know, I'm sure we'll have to hear from Lavar much more than I've ever wanted to hear from him. Anyway, which is you know never, but we'll see what happens. Uh, obviously, a lot of sp- a lot of spots to fill on these rosters with everybody going through COVID. You know, I just saw something not NBA related, but, you know, switching over to the NFL too today where I think they had, you know, somewhere around 150 players test positive for COVID from like the playoffs last year until like a certain point in the season this year. And then just in the month of December alone, it has been over 400 players. So this uh, new little variant, definitely taking a, a W, definitely taking a W. Obviously I hope everybody out there is staying safe though. Uh, you know, we don't really see it with the athletes because, you know, they are these crazy athletes, young guys, but, you know, they don't really have to deal with COVID in a serious manner. Obviously, a lot of people out there have. So crazy times. Stay safe, everybody. Of course, I hope everybody. And that's another thing. I hope everybody had a Merry Christmas. Oh, Santa treated everybody well. Treated your boy pretty well. I got a brand new mic set up over here on the uh, on the stream yard. So if you're listening on ColorCast, you don't really hear. But the stream yard, I'm hoping it sounds good. I'm debuting a, a brand new mic over here. Uh, but with that, I'll jump into the NBA. Uh, and of course, Josh had to have his Panthers on here, but it's a good question though, because he asks when a two quarterback system has ever worked in the NFL. And I don't think that there's an actual answer to that because I don't think it ever has. Like you can answer that's kind of the question of, you know, is it really a rivalry if, if one team always wins? Like, is the Packers and the Bears really a rivalry right now? I mean, Aaron Rodgers lost, like, three games to them his entire career. That's not a rivalry. Uh, I think Brady's, like, 38-3 and three against the Bills. Is that really a rivalry when, you know, it's it's kind of a hammer and a nail situation? And it's just kind of the same thing for a two-quarterback system. I don't think it's ever really worked. Um, you've seen it where, you know, starting quarterbacks have gotten taken out of the game because of injury or something like that, and then they have – and the backup has gone on to do good things, obviously the most – the easiest uh, example of that is Bledsoe and Brady, but a true two quarterback system where, you know, this quarterback is going to get, you know, the next two series. And then now, oh, you know, for this play, we're going to put in another quarterback that doesn't really work. Um, I think, you know, the greatest success you might've seen with that was with Drew Brees and Taysom Hill. Uh, but even that, I don't really consider it a two system quarterback because you knew, that Drew was the quarterback. Drew Brees was the quarterback of the Saints, and Taysom Hill was going in there for, you know, a wildcat play. And, you know, he was obviously tight end all the time and running back. And, you know, maybe if they were throwing the ball deep, like on a Hail Mary, he would come in because Drew, you know, obviously didn't have the arm strength at the end of his career. But it was never really a two-quarterback system where, you know, obviously Josh put this on the dock because of what we saw from the Panthers this week where, you know, Matt Rule came out and said that, uh, Cam Newton and Sam Donald were both going to play at the same time and, you know, get different snap counts. And that, listen, you know, the thing in the NFL is, and everybody says it, if you have more than one quarterback, you probably don't have a quarterback. 
And while, you know, sometimes it sounds like it's a good problem to have, it really isn't because you need the consistency. You need one guy to constantly work, you know, with that first team offense. You need one guy to consistently learn the playbook. And obviously they always are learning the playbook, but excuse me, you want one guy being able to run that offense effectively. And it's very difficult to have two people run an offense effectively. So the two quarterback system thing, it just doesn't work. And in the, in Carolina, it just proves how messed up the quarterback situation is. I think they're paying four quarterbacks at the moment. You got Cam, you have Sam, uh, PJ Walker, and then they, they paid Teddy to go away basically. So it's been very difficult for them, obviously. Uh, and, you know, you kind of wonder what they do. Matt Rule, you know, came out after the game and said, you know, I feel bad for the fans because, you know, they knew that this was a – or like he knows that this is a rebuild and it's very hard to see at certain points that the rebuild is working <laughs> because obviously you've asked the fans in Carolina, it doesn't seem like it's working because it only seems like it works when you have that quarterback and obviously the Panthers just don't have their quarterback at the moment. Is Sam – going to be the guy moving forward. I mean, they picked up that fifth-year option, so he, I, he, I believe he's going to have to be there next year. Um, is Cam going to be the guy? We all, we've we obviously seen it now where I don't – I think he's like 0-15 in his last 15 starts with the Panthers. Obviously, he had some success in New England. I think they won the seven games, if you consider that success. Coming from a Patriot fan, not successful. Um, but it's just difficult to say – whether they're going in the right direction or not, because everything looks bad when you don't have the centerpiece. You know, you could have the prettiest plates all around your table, but, you know, if you have a, you know, pile of crap in the middle of it, (laughs) I think everybody's going to focus on that. And that's what the whole Panther quarterback room is right now. It's, you know, Sam Darnold, who obviously struggled in New York. Listen, if you asked any Jet fan or anybody in the New York market who was forced to watch the Jets, we could have told you that Sam wasn't any good. So I don't know what everybody else was seeing in him. I know that we had some people in Unwrap, you know, Christian. I'm looking at you, Christian. You still haven't answered me on these uh, Sam Darnold takes. You know, when I try to bring him up, you just somehow, you know, ignore them. A little fishy to me. A little fishy that you just ignore him, but it's okay. You know, we're doing It's all right. Uh, and then you have Cam, who, like I said, hasn't won too much recently. Uh, took a lot of punishment at a young age. So now it's kind of starting to catch up to him. Uh, PJ Walker, obviously the the XFL legend, the MVP of that league, but uh, kind of seems too big for the NFL. And then obviously Teddy's on a, a completely different team. And the problem with is you usually can look into the draft. You look into the draft, there's always that generational talent that a lot of people are saying, okay, this is the guy that we're going to have to get. And there's two problems with that. One, that this year there isn't. You know, if you look at all the draft boards, it's a lot of, you know, defensive ends and there's some linemen in there and wide receivers. And once again, it seems like wide receivers, you know, just getting better and better every single year. But there's not a quarterback. There is not that one quarterback that everybody's looking at and saying, oh, my gosh, we need to go get him, you know, a la Trevor Lawrence last, last year or, you know, what everybody thought Baker was going to be and what people thought, you know, Burrow actually is. Um So it's very difficult for the Panthers because they don't have that guy that they can just go out and target and say, okay, I need him above anything else. And then the second problem with it is Cam is not good. Sam is not good. But the team 
is solid enough that they win enough games to probably not have that number one pick. And unless you want to trade a lot of assets, you obviously can't move up in the draft. Now, everything does get fixed if Deshaun Watson fixes his off-the-field mess because he was obviously linked with the Panthers a lot. Uh, that, and, But that gets complicated, too, because the deal was basically done with the Dolphins and Deshaun Watson, but it didn't end up going through because, you know, the off-the-field stuff. And the Panthers, too, were out on Deshaun Watson because of the off-the-field stuff. So once again, it's kind of a situation where can all of that get fixed before you know the draft comes or something like that? Because I think if a deal is going to be done for Deshaun Watson, you need to do it before the draft because you need to know going into that situation where you're picking. You know, you have to have your draft board set up. I mean, listen, if you have, you know, <laughs> you know, probably. Well, you're probably without a first and second round pick, honestly, if we're being real with each other, if you're trading for Deshaun Watson this year. So that obviously changes your entire draft situation. Do you now try and take third and fourth and fifth round picks and bundle them together and try and get back into the second round? You know, probably towards the end of it because, you know, a package like that isn't going to get you the first pick, you know, in the, in the second round or anything. Do you try and do that or, you know. Is, is your day basically a wash on, on, you know, the first day of the draft and then, you know, a portion of day two when, you know, it's that second and third round. So you have to have all this figured out before going into the draft. And I think that's what the Panthers uh, are going to have to do. If I'm them, listen, I think the team is good enough. I'm trading a lot to say the least to get to Sean Watson. Uh, I think it's probably going to end up taking, man, you might be in the three first round pick area, you know, a couple seconds. It, it might listen, it's gonna be a haul. There's no there's no small trade that you know is gonna end up taking is gonna get Deshaun Watson away from the Texans. Especially because if I'm the Texans, I know Deshaun said he didn't want to play for him. Sorry, bro. You just signed a contract. I know that we're terrible. I understand, but we're gonna be even worse without you, buddy. So uh, it, it's it's difficult all around. It really is. But Deshaun Watson is one of, you know, he's probably a top five quarterback in the NFL when he's on the field. Obviously, we didn't get to see it this year. He's under contract, so you don't have to redo that or anything. It's not a situation where you have to worry about you're trading everything. And then all of a sudden he's in free agency the next year. He's obviously under contract for a few years. Uh, I'm trained a lot on the Panthers to get him, but We'll find out what they do, obviously, later on in the year. Nothing's going to happen now the trade deadline has passed. We're going to have to wait until the offseason. With all that being said, uh, I will move on to a game that was near and dear to my heart. And, you know, my boy CJ, too. I believe he's over here with me on the color cast. The Bills and the Patriots. Now, obviously, it's been well known on the show that I am a Patriot fan. And I have to, I have to you know, use my words carefully here. Because I can't get too angry because I technically said at the beginning of this little stretch that they were on that if they went two and two, I was going to be very happy. I changed my mind. Listen, I, you know what? I'm allowed to change my mind. Why not? I can change my mind. And I changed my mind only because going into the four-game stretch, it was the Bills, Titans, Colts, Bills again. No, no, Titans, Bills first. Titans, Bills, Colts, Bills again. And going into it, at the start of that four-game stretch, I was more concerned about the first two games. Uh, that game against 
the Titans, they, you know, even without Derrick Henry, they were still looking good. Uh, I was, and then the, you have played a game in Buffalo, which I was not expecting them to win. And then the next two, I thought were going to be easier. You know, the Colts were kind of still sputtering at the moment, even though the game wasn't Indy, I still thought that was the one that they could win, especially because I thought that they would take away, you know, the one thing that the Colts do really well, and that is run the ball. And obviously if you've ever watched the Patriots, you know, that that's kind of their MO it's, you know, take away what your team is best at, force them to do something that they're not very good at. And if you can beat us that way, then congratulations, we'll give you a cookie. So I thought that that game was to, would not be in hand, but I thought that that was a win. And then you play the Bills again at home, and I thought that that would be the win. Well, it went completely different. <laughs> they win against the Titans. Uh, wasn't the best game ever played, uh, but hey, a win is a win is a win. And then they go into Buffalo. Obviously, we all know the situation with that. You know, you got wind gusts up to 50 miles an hour and, you know, a a constant wind of 25 to 30. And the Patriots throw the ball three times. Uh, Damian Harris gets hurt in that game, but Stevenson comes in. He plays fine. Uh, Harris has the one long touchdown run. Patriots run for over 200 yards. Uh, Bills are all salty about it after the game. You know, when they get asked if they were embarrassed, you know, they storm out of the room. But they win that game. So now you're looking at it as my perspective of, wow, they just went 2-0 in two games that I was most concerned about. This is this is a possible 4-0 stretch. And I only get mad about the four-game the, the four stretch because the last two weren't the best games I've ever seen. That Colt game was so winnable. And it was such a weird performance from the Patriots that they end up losing that game. That is, it was just annoying. Like, you know, you never see the Patriots get a, a punt blocked. I, th- I think that was Jake Bailey's second punt blocked of his entire career. I think he's been in the league, you know, what, three or four years now. So he's only had uh, two punts blocked. Max throwing two interceptions, one in the red zone, which you, you obviously usually don't see. Uh the Patriots on defense are dropping interceptions. You had J.C. Jackson drop one. You had Jamie Collins drop one. Uh, and it was – you have penalties, you know, big, big game plays, and then all of a sudden, you know, holding 10 yards, redo the play. And it was stuff like that. So that game was winnable. They lose, and it's annoying. Which brings us to this game. And with all that, you know, you go on your seven-game win streak, and then you take in a loss. Listen, you probably weren't going to win every game, you know, to, to end the season, but whatever. You're ho- you're hopeful, right? And this this game, man, it was just, it was, it was the important one. You know, we every all the Patriot fans were all excited. Listen, I will I will give myself a little pat on the back here, even though I don't really want to because, you know, I. The Patriots lost, but I said that that first game against the Bills didn't mean everything because that would never happen again. And I, you know, as per usual, as you've seen on this show, people, I mean, let's be real here. It's almost unbelievable how many times I'm correct. Um, But the Patriots end up losing this game, and it was a completely different thing like we saw. I mean, we saw it last year, and I understand that everybody had, you know, COVID last year. The Patriots had, I believe, five defensive starters sit out the year last year so obviously you know you couldn't really judge how the bills did against them last year but hey Patriots got swept last year and not only did they get swept that second game I believe it was week 16 of the NFL season in Foxborough they got waxed against the bills 
waxed. I think Josh Allen threw four touchdowns. Diggs had like 180 yards, two touchdowns, and it was ugly. And you know what? It was kind of the same thing. It really was. You know, it didn't seem like that there was any pass rush that the Patriots were really able to develop in this game. Uh, Mac threw the early interception, which, you know, he kind of bounced back from. Uh, the Patriots started to run the ball a little bit better. Obviously, Damian Harris had those two two or three touchdowns, I want to say. Um, so he plays well. But it was a lot of the same, man. And for all those people out there, all the people out there that said, you know, Josh Allen this and Josh Allen that. How we feeling, boss? You know, we're going up. He's going up against Bill Belichick again this time. Hey, if you want to, even if you want to throw out last year, even though they got swept, he's going up against Bill this time. Bill has the full, you know, weapons on defense. You know, JC Jackson, Mr. INT, McCordy's still back there. We even got Kyle Van Noy back, Jamie Collins. Uh, Matthew Judon is, is in the game. Now, you know, Dietrich Wise ended up not being able to play because of COVID. I mean, I don't think that that's the biggest deal in the world. Um, but it was it was a lot of the same. Uh, and the Bills kind of controlled the game from the jump. As, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to you know, send some text here. But, you know, it's very hard to, uh, to do that and, and do a show at the same time. So, you know. We're out here struggling, people, but this is the beauty of doing things live. Don't worry, I'm almost done, you know. We're going to get back to a wonderful show that, by the way, I'm going to pat myself on the back on a lot and hold over Josh's head because, you know, Josh thought he was going to be able to do the show and then ended up not being able to do it. But as I was saying, they it was it was kind of in control from the start. Uh, you know, the Bills score an early touchdown. The Patriots are consistently going three and out. There's penalties once again. Uh, and it, it was just, it, it sucks because, you know, you, it, you almost look at it as, can you really be happy that they go on a seven game win streak if it all amounts to nothing? And I think that that's what the whole story of this is going to be. Obviously they are still in the playoffs. I believe the Patriots, if I'm not mistaken, are the sixth seed right now, the fifth, who's the, you know, I'm going to look it up. NFL, NFL playoff picture. Let's take a look here. Currently right now in the AFC. Yes, we got the Patriots as the sixth seed. The Ravens, believe it or not, after everything, are the seventh seed right now. And then the Colts are the five seed, obviously. So the Patriots obviously aren't winning the division anymore. And they would have been the fourth seed even with the – actually, no, I think they still would have been the two seed with this win. Yeah, they would have been the two seed with this win. So unless you play Kansas City, which a lot of people think is going to happen, you would have ended up – I think my AirPods just connected to my computer. That's never what we want. Um, but you would you would only have – you know the you would have the home games up until the, the championship game. And I obviously I think home field is very important. I think that we all kind of lost what home field advantage was because of last year. You know, you obviously see the Bucks go on the road every single game until, <laughs> believe it or not, the Super Bowl and end up winning. But 
there were no fans. I think we keep forgetting that there were no fans last year. We kind of, you know, block it out of our memory because it was an annoying time, scary time with, you know, COVID, you know, going on through everything. But I think having fans now is going to be very important in the playoffs. And, you know, you obviously don't have home field anymore. The, the Bills are going to be able to play that uh, wild card game at home instead of having to travel somewhere. And right now, you know, let's see the matchups. Right now we would have the Titans versus the Ravens. I'm almost kind of hoping it stays that way because we obviously know the rivalry <laughs> that they've, uh, you know, kind of came up with the last two years with, you know, the the Ravens celebrating on the on the uh, Titans logo because the Titans did it to them. And it would be fun. We got the Bengals against the Patriots. I think that would be fun. That would be the three and six uh, game. And then the four and five would be a rematch of the Bills and Colts. And it would once again be in Buffalo. But we saw what the Colts did to them the last time that they played. And, well, I don't know if the Bills fans really want that, uh, you know, matchup once again. But with this game, you know, it was it was hard. Uh, I think the I think the Bills are back in the, in the title contention. Do they still have a flaw and a fatal flaw? Yeah. Uh, we saw against the Colts. We saw against the Patriots that one game. You remember Derrick Henry did as well. You can run on them. You can absolutely run uh, on the Bills. And if Josh Allen isn't damn near perfect, it's very difficult to, for them to win games that way as well. Um, you know, we obviously saw it against the the Patriots in that first matchup. He had over 100 rushing yards uh, in this game. He was unbelievable. We've seen it throughout the year. He has to play very well because they have no run game. That's their flaw. The, their two flaws are basically the fact that they can't stop the run and they cannot run. Uh, and you see it throughout the league and you see it, you know, teams talking about it and quarterbacks talking about it. You know, we've seen Brady talk about it a lot as well. Running the ball late in the year is a very important thing. You know, it's easy, it's a lot easier to throw the ball, listen, September, October, even into November where, yeah, it's chilly, you know, no, no November, but you're not playing December football, January football, where it's literally 10 degrees out. You think the, you think the Patriots are, you know, the – no, well, you know, we'll use the Colts because they're a dome team. You think the Colts would rather, you know – Go play Miami if my well, let's live in a fantasy world where Miami, you know, was the number one seed or whatever. You think the Colts would rather go play Miami in Miami, or would you think the Colts would want to go play the Bills? Eh, not the Bills because they destroyed them. Maybe uh the Chiefs in Kansas City, where first of all, it's not only loud, but it's probably gonna be 15 degrees when that game is played as well. So that's that's a big thing. So running the ball is very important, and they can kind of only do it with Josh Allen, which is the scary part because we obviously seen it with Lamar as well. If he, if Josh Allen, you know Lamar, these prime time quarterbacks that you know are the heart and soul of your team. Now, obviously, most quarterbacks are, but I feel like for this, it especially is because I think so much of the offensive pressure goes on to Lamar and goes on to Josh Allen because they're really the big playmakers on their team. Uh, we saw, I mean, we've seen it, you know, uh, Cole McCoy out here winning games for uh, the Cardinals. We got uh, Cooper Rush winning a game for Dallas. So, you know, some of these teams can afford, you know, for their backup to come in because they do other things well. 
the Bills and the, and the Ravens, they can't let that happen because you want to know what? The Bills have that flaw of not being able to stop the run and not running the ball. But Josh Allen can run the ball. You know, you get, you know, basically an extra blocker as well because, you know, you, you can have your running back in there blocking for you as we got some people jumping in the color cast. What's going on, Michael? Hope all is well, brother. Um, but the Bills, it's just going to be difficult for them. I still think that they're a title contender, but you also it, – it's questions, you know, how far – Connie putting up stats on here like he's LeBron in 2016-18. <laughs> Christian, you know what? Your boy's trying. That's all I can do. What did Yoda say? There is no try. There is only do. Star Wars reference, by the way. Very excited for the Book of Boba Fett coming out this Wednesday, I believe. Your boy, gassed. Very excited. Breaking down week 16, Dak was unconscious. Michael, you know what? You're right. You're right. Dak did play very well now, you know. We got some shooting some hoops, and I'm going to be on the whole time get ready. <laughs> you know, Christian, good, good. I want you to I want you to be here because I still have beef with you. You never answered me on Twitter. I thought you were a big Sam Darnold guy. What happened? What happened? Can Dak do that against good teams, though? <laughs> Christian, you are, you know, you're putting up numbers in this chat right now as well. I think you're doing pretty well for yourself in here. I got to get you back on the show, Christian. Miss you, buddy. I miss you, buddy. You know, we got we have to play some Warzone as well, you know. I got a dub the other day in Warzone, Christian. Felt like the old times, you know. Um, but Bills have to run the ball with Josh Allen. They can't really do it with their actual running back. So it's a difficult time. It is a difficult time. If the defense keeps playing like that, he won't have to. Ha ha, miss you too, brother. Don't come from my USC boys, though. Listen, uh, I know he's a USC boy. But he was also in New York for a short period of time, and well, your boy is too. So we're, you know, that's a whole different, that's a whole different wavelength right there. You know, we're not quite, you know, the the booing of Santa Claus Philly people, but it's all right. We got Josh saying, yeah, if the defense keeps playing like that, he won't have to. Yeah, man, who would have thought that the Cowboy defense was gonna carry the uh, was gonna carry the show? If you had that on your bingo card, congratulations. Because let me tell you something, your boy. Did not. Uh, I'll move on, though. I will move on. And we go into some of the NFL topics of the day, which started off, what is wrong with the Chargers? And this is a – that's another loaded question because I don't think it's one thing. Uh, They obviously have a very hard time stopping the run as well. Uh, We've seen that. I believe Rex Burkhead put up like 140 yards against them. Like, come on, bro. I was a big fan of him on the Pats. You know, Rex, big guy, you know, Baldy, Mr. Baldhead over there. T-Rex, as you know, some of us like to call him. But 140 yards, bro. That's what we're doing. 140 yards, a couple touchdowns, I believe it was. You're, you're losing to the Texans. And hear me out. Hear me out, right? This might not make sense, but I, in my head, it's a beautiful point. I think if this is a normal NFL season, the Chargers don't lose this game. And hear me out, right? Because it sounds stupid. But first of all, nothing I say is, so you shouldn't even have thought that anyway. But how many upsets have we seen this year? I mean, it was an upset at the time, but the Dolphins are playing better now. But when they beat the Ravens, we saw the Titans lose to the Jets. We saw the Jags beat the Bills. I mean, we got a bunch of upsets going on this year that we have no idea what is happening. Like, So I think if this is a normal NFL season, 
this almost doesn't happen, but this is the year of craziness. And also, Chargers, like everybody else, had 13 people out due to COVID. You know, Justin Herbert still, who I think is going to be an MVP in the very, very near future. Like, I'm betting an entire life savings that he wins an MVP in the next three to five years. Um, but it, it takes a we have to look back on the Chargers too, right? What do we always clown them for? And that's not being able to win certain games. You know, they always, you know, find a way to lose somehow, or, you know, it was always the last second field goals and it was, you know, a turnover at, at a bad spot. And we kind of forgot that that was the Chargers for a little bit because they have played well this year. Uh, they are on the outside in looking at the playoffs right now. They are the number eight seed uh, currently. Uh, obviously, We'll see how everything goes from here. They'll have to, I think they, I believe they have to win out, uh, which shouldn't be incredibly difficult for them because they're obviously a talented team. But like I was saying, we clown the Chargers for, you know, losing those close games. And, and it was always, they always found a way to do it. Right. And we forgot about it because they played well this year, but there is definitely still that thing in the back of your head. You know, it's, it's kind of a thing where, okay, we're playing good this year, but when you get into that situation, it's, oh my gosh, the, the it's like PTSD. It really is. And, you know, this was one of those games where I f- feel like not only was it a, let's be real here, they're probably looking down on their opponent. Uh, they had just played this crazy emotional game against the Chiefs. They're playing the Texans now. They're probably like, listen, we're going to walk in. We're going to throw for, you know, 500 yards. We're going to be A-OK. And the Texans, listen, they don't have much to play for, but they're NFL players. So you can't just go into a game expecting to win. You still have to, you know, you know, game plan properly. You still have to execute the plays. And uh, Austin Eckler was out for this one. Mike Williams was out for this one. Uh, we saw it at the end of the game. Herbert throws that bad, inter- that bad uh, pick six, actually. So I think it's a lot of things. I think it's the fact that they looked down at their opponent because, well, it's the Texans. And you know what? Listen. Me and Josh looked down on it too. I remember last week we were doing the pick segment. Uh, we skipped right over the game. We didn't even discuss it. We didn't, you know, give a chat about it. We said, okay, Chargers and Texans, moving on. And that I feel like that's probably how some of the players felt as well. And this can almost be a good loss uh, where you have to play up to every opponent because, listen, if this happens one more time, you're definitely out of the playoffs now. Obviously, things are very bunched up. Uh, in the AFC, you have, let's see here, one, two teams that are eight and seven. Uh, the Ravens are eight and seven as well. They're the seven seed. If the Dolphins win tonight, they'll be eight and seven. The Steelers are still there at seven, seven, and one. The Browns are seven and eight. Broncos are seven and eight. Now, those last couple teams, it's going to be very difficult for them to make the playoffs. But like I said, things are still very bunched up. It's not like the NFC where we kind of know where everything is, is you know, going. Uh, like the Packers clinched, Cowboys clinched, the Rams have clinched, the Cardinals clinched, the Bucks clinched. Uh, so there's only two playoff spots available with six and seven. And listen, there's some teams here, but Washington six and nine. I don't think that they're making. I think that's done. Uh, the Falcons can lose at any time. I don't have faith in them. That's done. Uh, the Vikings. Is it possible? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. 
but I think they play the Packers again, so you're striking up another loss there. Uh, Saints, I don't think they're going to win this game. Uh, they're on their fourth quarterback, and the Dolphins have been playing well, so that, that's going to drop them down to 7-8 and eight as well. Unless you got Philly right there at 8-7, and seven, man. Philly right there. But, yeah, for the Chargers, man, it's just – it's just a lot. It takes a lot of time to change a culture. Uh, Staley's come in and, and and done a really good job as the coach, but it still takes a lot of time to change a culture over there. It's not just a quick fix. You know, you start winning and everybody forgets what it was like to lose. There's still players on that team that probably still hold their breath in a one-possession game thinking, well, I've lost this game the last five years of my career. What's going to make this time any different? And until that mindset leaves them, It'll probably be a very difficult thing for them, but they're definitely on their way. Uh, they're going to be a, a good team here. Uh, Derwin James just has to stay healthy. He's obviously a big part of their defense. Uh, if Herbert continues to play the way that he does, they're going to be just fine. They'll obviously get Austin Eckler back off of the COVID, which Joshua Kelly did uh, play pretty well in this game, so he can't can't give you know it wasn't that much of a of a letdown. It's not like you were going from Eckler to you know Joe Schmo over there. Kelly played pretty well. Um, and, the, you know, it, it wasn't the worst game I've ever seen, too. It was just a situation where the Chargers gave up, you know, a couple shots over the top that was like, oh, I forgot that, you know, we're actually in a game here. So they gave up some big plays, and and that obviously didn't help them. But I think that they're going to be all right. I picked them to make the playoffs. I'm sticking with it. I don't know how they're going to get in. I can't remember. You know, there's too many playoff scenarios with if this team loses and this one wins and they're a different seed. It's Listen, it's a very confuzzling time in the NFL, but – if your team is still alive, you got to keep rooting for them. You got to keep rooting. Uh, then, you know, we had the battle. We had the battle of one and two this week. We had Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Listen, I'd love to go very much in depth into this game, but let's be honest with you. Let's be, listen, let's be honest. I want everybody to be honest with me here. Did you really, did you really watch the game? Come on. If you weren't a Jet fan or a Jag fan, and you were just sitting down NFL Sunday. Maybe you even got the Sunday ticket. Did you really look at this game and be like, you know what? That is the one. That is the one that I got to watch. Listen, I live in New York. The game was on the TV. My eyes laser focused on the laptop, though. I got the Sunday ticket. Shout out my uh, college. Um, it was on the same time as the Bill game and the, the Bill and Pats game. So, you know, I had to focus on that. Did I watch a little bit of it? Yeah. Listen, they're both the teams are messes, man. You know, you're not going to really learn what either one of these quarterbacks are yet. Uh, obviously, Zach Wilson had that long 55 yard touchdown run. We got Braxton Berrios uh, getting like a, I think it was a 105, 108 yard uh, kickoff return for a touchdown. Uh, and the ending was pretty good, though. I won't lie. I won't lie. I, I believe the Jets kicked a field goal to go up four, I want to say. Uh, the Jags marched down the field, came down to the last play. Uh, Lawrence just couldn't get the uh, the ball into the end zone, and they ended up losing that game. But I think I think we're not going to know too much about these teams for a while or too much about the quarterbacks for that matter because it's just going to be difficult for them to really succeed <laughs> in the spots that they are. Uh, I, I like Salah. I do, though. I think he's, he's – you know, I think he has the guys playing for him. But, you know – the Jets just don't have talent. And then you look at the Jags and it's, they don't have talent. Plus they have another head coach, you know, an interim head coach right now, because, you know, 
their head coach was too busy uh, kicking kickers and getting it thrown back on. And Connie, did you get Madden 22 yet? <laughs> Come on. I got Madden 22. Why, Josh? You want smoke or something? You, you Do you need, a, you need a lesson on how to be a god on Madden? Because let me tell you something. I got you. I'm a, I'm a basically a professional. My uh, highlight of my career on Madden is uh, I do have an Xbox. I am a whoa whoa whoa! Don't don't call me whack for having an Xbox, Josh. Imagine having a PlayStation. Couldn't be me. Could not be me. All the homies have Xboxes here. No, I don't know one PlayStation guy where I live. Not one. So of course I got the Xbox, the superior console. Literally, look up the facts about it. Um, my, but like I was saying, Josh, my biggest claim to fame, bro, is that I, uh, I, uh, beat some kid that was ranked in the top 100 on ultimate team. And then I messaged him after and told him he was trash. And, uh, he was like, yeah, bro, that's cause I wasn't even trying typical response. When you take it out, let's see here. You like the scrambler QB or a Tom Brady. Connie still plays on the, on the Wii. Yo, let me tell you something. Wii's. Very underrated. Wii Sports back in the day, you can't tell me that Wii Tennis and Bowling wasn't gas. Um, Scrambler QB or Tom Brady, now listen to me. Listen very closely, Josh. Biggest Tom Brady guy you know. Big, big Tom Brady guy. We, we know this already. I got Tom right over, the, right over the right shoulder on the stream right here. You can't see him, but he's right there. You will never, ever in Madden catch me. With the pocket quarterback. Your boy needs the scrambler out here. Come on. I mean, what are we doing, Josh? If you if you got that Tom Brady build, I can't. Listen, I got power to you. I got to be able to roll out, man. You know, put that QB spy on me, and then you know, make a little playmaker adjustment. Fine. I got it, though. We golf was fire. Uh, we, haha, love it. Yeah. You know, listen, the we was fire. You know, Especially the bowling when he would let go of the ball on accident, they'd all do the spin like little freaks. We baseball was lit. I was really young when I had a Wii, though. I was super young, and then you know my mom broke it. She she sucked up the uh, sensor with the vacuum, and then we never replaced it. So I got the Wii downstairs collecting dust, man. Tragic time. It really was just a tragic time. <clears throat> but let's see here. What else do we got, people? Uh, Cowboys Super Bowl contenders. Oh, man. Too young to truly appreciate it. You know, Josh, I've gotten that about a lot of things. You know, I'm a 2000 child. What can I say? I'm a 2000s baby. I got older brothers, though, so I still I still experience some of the, uh, you know, older generation things. You know, so, I, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not completely uh, out of it on, on some of these things. I still, you know, they were into, you know, the, the Pokemon. I never really got into it, but, you know, fine, fine. Uh, you know, Dragon Ball, all the old cartoons I watch too, and all the games I play too. So, hey, listen, I might be a 2000 baby, but shout out the bros. They got me right when it comes to, you know, some of the, some of the older stuff. You feel me? Um, and I'm sure some people in this comment section will have something to say about this, but Cowboys Super Bowl contenders. <sighs> listen, man. If the deep, like Josh said earlier in the show, if the defense consistently plays like that, there's a chance. I'm still not saying yes, because as much as as important as defense is, you still need to score points. And unless the defense is, you know, getting pick sixes and fumble sixes, which by the way, I think they had a 
Well, they have a block punt yesterday that they scored on. Uh, Trayvon Day got his 11th interception of the year, which, by the way, first of all, not defensive player of the year. Still overrated. Just saying. I pray the Rams get the Cowboys dig still. <laughs> we'll have one pick but give up 650 yards. See, Christian, that's my thing, right? This man digs. Everybody's talking about defense player of the year. He's given up like 850 yards in coverage. Well, yeah, he got 11 picks. You want to know why he got a? You know what, Christian? I'm going to do this just for you, right? I'm going to do this just for you. I guarantee you, Jalen Ramsey probably doesn't have over two interceptions this year. You want to know why? Because nobody throws at Jalen Ramsey because they know nobody's open anyway. So he can't get interceptions because there's no reason to throw the ball in that direction. It's like Revis Island over there. How many interceptions did Revis have in his career? Not that, probably not that many because nobody was throwing in that direction. Not a soul. You're telling me that Diggs is so good, yet everybody just throws at him constantly? Like, how are you giving up, like, 900 yards on defense if you're that good? Let's see. QBs have, like, 100-plus QBR when targeting Diggs. Facts, bro. How much better is Stafford than Dak, though? Josh, don't do that to me. Don't do that. Stafford's better than Dak, bro. I don't care. Everybody want to look at the numbers and stuff like that. First of all, he was in Detroit. Detroit. Which, by the way, did you guys know that Matt Stafford got to 50,000 passing yards faster than anybody in NFL history? I can't believe that. I think it's going to be broken by Mahomes in like three years because they only they only throw the ball, so it's fine. Uh, Stafford is leagues better. Sorry, I agree. He is, but is the gap that big? I'm not sure it is. Um... See, I think that's where you can get into an argument about things. Uh, is it the Grand Canyon? Is it, you know, the Gap Warehouse? You, know, you like that one? Uh, is it, you know, minuscule? Is it big? I, you know, that's up for debate. Uh, I've never been that big of a Dak guy. I think it's a lot of empty calorie numbers. Uh, Josh said baby Gap. Uh, Stafford is a 99. Dak is an 84. <laughs> uh of course, I don't know about 99. That's a, that's a very exclusive club out there. But I think there is a gap how big it is. Listen, you can sit here and, and go back and forth all day. Uh, like I said, I've never really been a Dak guy. I think it's a lot of empty calories. I think it's a lot of putting numbers up against bad teams uh, and, and a bad division. Obviously, we know it's the NFC least for a reason. Put this, put the staff, put Stafford. Wait, hold on, Christian. We're going to have to work on the English here. Put the Stafford is on the Cowboys. There are 11 wins plus Dak on the Rams is what we saw with Goff. Ooh. See, see, I see. I'll disagree with that because Dak is better than Goff, man. I mean, kind of like, like Christian, I like to, I like to, uh, you know, rain on the Cowboys parade as much as the next guy. Trust me. But uh, come on, we we got to give, uh, we got to give Dak more credit than Jared Goff. Jared Goff, listen. Madden rating Stafford's a 90, Dak is an 83. We're going off Madden ratings now, Josh. Or not Josh, uh, Christian. Yo, I wonder what my Madden rating would be. Like, if you had to rate me as a Madden player, what would it be? I'm going with at least a 94. I'm a god. Uh, let's see. We got Logan in here in the comments on the stream. Uh, Dak went to the playoffs once in his whole career thus far and has been crying about a payday for four years despite doing horrible the following years after his debut. <laughs> you know what? You're right. At least golf can beat good teams. Josh, did you just say that I'd be a 69 on Madden? Listen, Josh, I'll, I will fly to Oklahoma or wherever you live right now. We can throw down. We can, we can fight right now. No problem. Um, 
Yeah, I, I like I said, I the gap is up to you guys. Uh, we can all sit here back and, and go back and forth on you. Could do a whole show on you know quarterback ratings and how good is this one compared to another one. Uh, you really can, but I, I I gotta see it in the playoffs, man. I like, can we at least say that? Like, can we all at least agree that the Cowboys every single year go can go to the playoffs, but then they always lose in the first round? Like, can we at least all agree, Cowboy fan, Cowboy hater, can we agree on that? Because facts are facts. They go to the playoffs and then they lose in the first round. You know, we saw it against the Packers where, you know, they were getting blown out and then came back and, uh, you know, ended up losing that game. Uh, I I just got to see it, man. I, I have to see it. Uh, until then, uh, Cowboys will get smacked by Rodgers. Exactly. See, that's the thing. All right, you know, let's go back to the playoff picture. As we got Logan in here too saying my team has no QB right now. I'll change teams to the past before I, I root for Dak to lead the Jets team. That that is uh that's big. That's big. Right now, the Cowboys are the two seed. They would end up playing the 49ers at the moment. At the moment. I would I would say that the Cowboys would win that game. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Um that's also you want to know why though? I have no faith in Jimmy G. You know he's gonna be he's gonna end up being a free agent this year. I think uh, he's gonna be in you know that same class where you know Deshaun Watson's gonna be available. Russell Wilson looks like he's gonna be available, and you know people Derek Carr might end up being available. And people are talking about you know Jimmy G. Like he's in the same. Listen, I think Jimmy G. is the worst quarterback out of all of them, and it's not even literally not even close to me. I would take Derek Carr in a second most underrated quarterback in the league man so let's just listen to what Derek Carr has had to deal with right this man's had to deal with John Gruden Antonio Brown Henry Ruggs uh the Amari Cooper situation you know with him getting traded like how many things are we gonna throw at Derek Carr and this man still got the Raiders right there on the edge of the playoffs like if he makes the playoffs this year with everything that happened I might give this man an award I might make up an award and mail it to him at, I'm sure, his mansion. So, but yeah, I mean, listen, I think the Cowboys, if they are a Super Bowl team, is going to be a lot of the defense leading the way, which I think a lot of people can agree with. Um, Cam over Jimmy? Absolutely not. Cam is Cam is terrible. Cam is awful. Um, can give Carr the MVP? Jimmy G is better than Dak. Facts? Nah, man. Jimmy G is not better than Dak. I, I can't listen, Christian. Once again, love you, buddy. I hate the Cowboys as much as the next guy. First of all, let's see. He can win with a loaded roster at least. <laughs> that that's true. Jimmy can win with a loaded roster. I mean, hey, but the Cowboys kind of got a loaded roster right now, and they're sitting at eleven and four. So I guess you can say it about Dak. I want to see it against you know some solid teams, though. I do, and. I think the I think the defense has to play well for them to win because you I mean look, look at some of their wins right they blow out Washington now I mean blow out what was that score last night fifty six fourteen that was embarrassing um, Dak and Zeke rookie year was their best shot I I can agree with you on that as well I can also agree with you on that because that tandem that year was unbelievable let's see Jimmy to a Super Bowl Dak beat the Seahawks once. Um, but, I mean, look at the Cowboys, right? They beat the Giants. But the Giants were in that game like the entire day because the offense couldn't score. 
They lose to the Chiefs. They put up nine points. Like, uh, how, how you, I mean, the defense played well in that game, but you put up nine points or else you could have won that game. So I think the offense has to at least be middle of the pack, right? Like, we can agree on that as well, where if the defense is going to play this way, where, you know, they could potentially hold teams to under 20. I mean, that defensive line, man, is unbelievable. We got Randy Gregory, Micah Parsons is obviously going to win defensive rookie of the year. He's in the, you know, uh, defensive player of the year category as well. Um, I still think you you throw that award to T.J. Watt or uh, Miles Garrett again, but uh, you know he he's in that conversation. And then you obviously have Demarcus Lawrence as well. Uh, I guess you want to throw in Diggs. That's fine, even though we, me, and Christian have thoroughly debunked the fact that that man is actually good. Um, but the the offense has to put up. You can only win by putting up points, man. I think. And, and, you know, their offense has been terrible, you know, the last few weeks. Obviously, last night it broke out now in a very big way. But is that a one-time thing or, you know, can it keep going? Or, like I said, is that a one-time thing? So we're going to find out. We're going to find out. But I can't put them – I don't want to put them as a as a Super Bowl contender because I got to see it happen first, man. It's kind of that PTSD thing I was talking about with the Chargers. It's, you know – we believe, right? But every year the same thing happens. So until that narrative finally switches around, and then you know, at least bro, at least get to an NFC Championship game, right? Like, come on, winning winning in Wild Card Weekend, congratulations! They'll probably beat the 49ers. But after that, like, come on, you're probably going to end up you know playing a team like the Rams or maybe the Cardinals or and you know they play the Cardinals this week. They play the Cardinals this week, so. Cowboys are pretenders. Christian, I expect nothing less from you. Absolutely nothing less. Um, the two NFC playoff spots left. Uh, I kind of went over that already, but I think it's going to end up – I think it stays the way it is. I really do. I think the 49ers and the Eagles are going to end up getting it. I think the Saints are going to lose tonight, which will hurt them. Uh, the Vikings are going to lose to the Packers, so that's out. And I have zero faith in the Falcons or Washington to somehow get those last two spots. So I would say it stays the way it is. 49ers and Eagles are going to sneak into the playoffs. Uh, and you know what? I don't think a lot of teams want to see it either. Uh, do you really want to play a team that can run the ball very well and leave your offense off the field? That's kind of a dicey situation. That's how you beat great offenses. We've seen it before. Uh, Monday night football. We have the Saints and the Dolphins tonight. Uh, listen, the Saints are on their fourth quarterback of the season. Uh, Jameis went down, obviously, in the year. Taysom Hill tried it out for a little bit. We saw Trevor Simeon for a little bit. I believe we have Ian, Ian Book tonight. Tonight is the Ian Book show, so we'll find out what he can do. Uh, I got the Dolphins in this one. Uh, it is in New Orleans, which scares me a little bit, but, you know, at least the Dolphins have Tua, you know, an actual – and, hey, Tua's been playing very well. Uh, you know, like I said earlier in the show – it's going to take a lot to get to Sean Watson. The deal was basically done to get him for the Dolphins. But if you have two of playing this well, do you still trade for Deshaun and take all, or do you, you know, take all those draft picks, continue to add, see if two can lead you. And if he can't, then later down the road, after you've acquired even more talent, try and go get your quarterback. That's the route I would take. Uh, you're not, it's not a situation where the team has to drag Tua every week to the finish line and, and help him win the game. Tua's had some nice games here. Uh, so I think you, you know, quote-unquote, build around him, uh, see how much he can 
you know, see how good he can get. And if, you know, you get to that point where you think you're a championship Super Bowl team and then you look at the quarterback situation and you're like, you know what, I think he's the reason we can't, you know, get over the top. That is when uh, you would move on from there. We got Fly Eagles Fly over here in the comments, of course. Uh, thoughts on the AFC. Uh, the Saints tried to bring Drew Brees out of retirement to play for the rest of the season. I did see that. I also heard that this man sent him back a selfie of him golfing on the beach or something like that. Absolute G move. Absolute G move. But Logan, for my AFC thoughts, I, I kind of want to kind of gone over it a little bit. But I'll do a little recap for the kid. Uh, I think the Chiefs are going to end up, you know, <laughs> once again being that first seed. Uh, the two seed right now are the Titans. I don't know what their remaining schedule looks like. I can see them keeping that though, uh, especially with. You know, we saw what happened when they got uh, – gosh, I just lost his name. A.J. Brown? So who, who was the wide receiver that they just got back? Russell Wilson leaving Seattle? Yeah, I think Russell Wilson's out of there. Uh, I definitely do. Actually, yeah, A.J. Brown is the wide receiver on the Titans, right? Right, guys? I'm not losing my mind here. Um, but, yeah, they got him They got him back. So I think the Titans will end up getting that two seed. Uh Three and four right now are the Bengals and the Bills. I think it'll, you know, flip-flop or stay that way. Colts are locked in at the five seed. I think they'll stay there. I think the Patriots will end up getting the sixth seed, and then that seventh seed is up in the air. But if I have to pick one, I would go with the Chargers. Uh, so, Logan, that was just for you, buddy. To a nice little recap on that one. Uh, Denver for Russell Wilson. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it definitely works. Uh, I know he has the no trade thing going on right now, and a lot of the rumors are him going to the Giants, which I'm, I am I still don't really understand. Uh, I feel like that's just an East Coast Seattle. They don't have an offensive line. Your weapons are probably worse, obviously, because DK is better than anybody that <laughs> – the Giants have, even though Russell Wilson doesn't like throwing a DK anyway. Uh, they don't really have a Tyler Lockett. Uh, I guess Saquon is better than any running back in Seattle, but I'm not a Saquon guy at either. Uh, so you kind of lose me on that whole situation. And then, I, I don't know, and it might be a messy situation anyway because, you know, everybody wants Joe Judge fired and, and Gettleman out, but now, you know, John Mara's coming out and saying that everybody's back. Daniel Jones is back next year, and Joe Judge is back as well. So do you want to go into a situation like that? Rather have Carson and Penny over Saquon? I mean, hey, I, I don't know if I would rather it. But, I mean, Car Saquon doesn't even look like a, a first-round pick. Nonetheless, the second pick in the draft. I mean, you could you could argue that. That Saquon doesn't look like a uh, – he looks like he could have been picked in the fourth round. He'd be like, oh, wow, fourth-round running back. Like, yeah, cool. I mean, has he done anything special besides his rookie year? Uh, I mean, it's been a lot of injuries. It's been a lot of, you know, 14 carries for, for 40 yards. And I understand the offensive line isn't very good, but, I mean, at some point, you, you got to show flashes, man. Uh, w – the money, uh, with the money you'll have spend on. Wait, hold on, Christian. Like I said, can we work on the? We got to work on the typing here, guy. Christian, I know you're playing hoops, but you're killing me here. Uh, I'm. I think you're trying to say save the money on Saquon and spend it somewhere else. Um, or or if you're saying that you know to go get Russell Wilson with that money instead of having Saquon. 
Um, he said, I'm playing ball. Christian, I know you're playing ball. I'm trying to do a show here too, though. You know, you're messing with my English here. You're making me look dumb. Uh, but yeah, I could see. I don't know. I'm not a Saquon guy, so you're not really getting anything, you know, crazy out of me. Uh, when Russ was trying to leave the season, the Jets tried to give him 125 million to go gangrene. Why not New York? Man, I don't know. What, listen, man, I live in New York, and I really do want New York football to be good because you have no idea how annoying it is to turn on the TV every week and have to watch the Jets. Thank God for the Sunday ticket. Like, praise Jesus that that, that this thing is real because if not, I'd be stuck watching the Jets and Giants every week. But, like, I don't know why you would want to go to either New York team. Like, I have literally no idea. Unless Sierra's whispering in Russ's ear saying, listen, bro, you already got this Super Bowl ring. I'm your girl, and, I, you know, I need a bigger market, you know, expand my brand as well. Gen Z non-sports question, should you tip when you order to go? Y'all listen. I think you have to. I think you got to tip the delivery driver, man. They're basically your waiter, right? You got to look at it at that situation. The delivery driver is your waiter, you know? I feel like you always got to tip the waiter. Although, let me tell you something. I almost didn't tip my waiter. I went out to Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, No, 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 not deliver. Oh, carry out. Carry out? Nah, bro. I'm not tipping on carry out. I'm sorry. I'm not tipping on carry out. I still had to drive my ass to the store and get it anyway. Like, do you tip? You don't. You don't tip the chefs. The chef is the one that made it. Nobody else did anything. That might be. That might sound screwed up a little bit, but I mean, nobody ever tips the chef. You tip your waitress or waiter. So, like, I, I'm not tipping the chef, right? Josh, I'd go no tip. I'd go no tip. Listen, that might be wrong. It might be bad out of me, but I'm going no tip. Um, you know, back to my. Story though on Sunday, I went out to beat up, bro. Right? I, I pull up, me and my boys. I sit down, the waitress goes, Okay, you're number four. Go, first of all, what? First of all, chill. And she's like, What number are you? And I said, Number four. And she was like, Yeah, you're number four. So, first of all, already giving me bad vibes. And then, you know, we order some drinks, takes forever to get them. Then my boy gets his food. He's a freak and gets boneless wings instead of normal ones. So, he needs, you know, some fork, a fork. He looks at us. Oh yeah, I'll get that fork right to you. Never. He never got the fork, by the way. Never. I order. I I try to get a water. She walks past us like four times. No water. Almost didn't tip. I still did though, because I'm a good guy. What can I say? Holiday spirit, you know. Logan says unless it's hibachi, I'm not tipping. You know, I can I can understand. I can see. I can see how that goes. Um. You know, I'll skip the uh, break and the QB of the week, player of the week thing, all that. Let's get into a good person. I want to talk on this topic. Oh, yeah, Caleb? Hit us in the comments, Caleb. What, what do we got? What do we got on this topic? Um, I'm curious. I'm curious. I want to see what you have. Oh, no, Caleb's trying to get on that hot mic. Oh, let's, 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 Caleb, let's put you on for a minute. Caleb, I hope you're ready. Well, we're putting you on the hot mic. Let's go. Hot seat right here. I don't know if the stream's going to be able to hear you, but, you know, it's fine. Caleb, my brother. Mm-hmm. What's good? All right. What's good, my boy? What's good? How you doing? Oh, you know, we're living the dream out here. Bet, bet. Good. So I, I see I got 52 seconds, so let me go ahead and spill my hot shit on this topic. Look, 
So we got tips, right? Of course. Now I'm a delivery driver, right? Uh huh. I deliver pizzas and whatnot. Uh, and you know, a nigga like me, I want the tip after I deliver the pizza. I can agree with this. I only get a dollar for using my card or my car, my car. That's foul, right? So it's it's pretty fucked. But then again, you know, I, I understand how you feel, or maybe we might not feel the same way. I'm I don't really like to tip too much. You know what I'm saying? You really got to earn that tip. You got to go above and beyond for that tip. You know what I'm saying? So I try to do the same thing. I try to get the pizza to the people fast. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you want that tip, you better go the extra mile because at the end of the day, you're still getting paid. See, Caleb, this is where, and your time ran out and you told the story perfectly. But I see, that's where I, I can agree. I can agree, right? Because I delivery driver, Always tip. You got to tip your delivery driver. You don't tip your delivery driver, scum. Scumbag. Just say, I'll throw the word out there. You are. You're a bad guy. Um, You always tip the delivery driver, and you always tip your waitress or waiter. You know, listen, am I ever going to go out? Probably not. And listen, you have to be the worst server ever, ever to not get a tip, bro. Like, now, do you take the tip percentage down a little bit? Yeah. You know, I'm a big 20% guy. That's what I've grown up knowing. That's what, you know, usually like when I go out, that's what people I've been around have always done. So I always tip 20% as well. Um, Thanks for letting me hop. Caleb, you can hop on anytime you want, brother. Anytime. Um, So I, I'm usually a 20% guy. Now, can that 20% go down depending on your service? You're absolutely right. But I think you always got a tip, bro. Because you also got to remember the waiters waitresses making about a dollar a dollar 50 hourly so they're living on tips so you you're basically saying i don't want you to be able to pay your rent this month if you don't tip i'm just saying you got to think about it that way don't be a, don't be a bad person don't be a bad person see look at me spreading positivity it really must be the holidays um but okay i'll go into the week 16 recap of our picks me and josh's picks um he texted me earlier uh, he said, my favorite Mexican restaurant gets 30 to 40%. El Mayo, they always hook me up. See, 30 to 40%. <laughs> this man, Josh, throwing around big bucks out here, huh? Okay, Josh, I see you. You know, listen, if you ever get bored and you want to send me a, you know, you know, a little dollar here or there, feel free, Josh. You know, my wallet's always open. Logan said, if I, if, if I have a bad waiter, I'm petty and tipping 25 cents. That's crazy, man. Hop in Unwrap Discord and you can get like me. Hey, I'm in the Discord. I am in the Discord, Josh. I'm one of the mods in there. So you listen, you know what, Josh? You don't get if you don't tip me, I might have to just kick you out of the Discord. I'm just saying. No, I'm kidding, imagine. Um, but Josh texted me. He said that I am up two on the picks for this week. I don't know what Josh is picking. We got Stone Sports in here in the color castle. What's going on, brother? About to make my week 17 predictions for the games. Now listen. The people on ColorCast can't see it, but I got a beautiful graphic right here that I make every week, and God, am I good at this. Um, But with that being said, Josh told me, he texted me earlier today when he told me he couldn't get on the show, and he said that I'm up two picks on him. I don't know what our overall record is either, but I'm up two picks. That's all I know. So for all that smack that Josh talked earlier in the year about him picking better than me, guess who's on top now, Josh? Guess who's winning now? Your boy. So I start off the week 17 picks, right? The Jags at the Pats, man. I mean, come on. You're what what? 
I'm a Patriot fan. And even if I wasn't, you think I'm picking against the Pats, against the Jags, bro? This man, Trevor Lawrence, throwing four interceptions. Four interceptions at, at minimum. J.C. Jackson getting two of them. Devin McCourty, he's going to get one of them. And you know what? Jamie Collins is going to get an interception too. Four interceptions. I'm calling it right now. Calling it. I'm just saying. Pats fan, Lou, yeah, listen, you got to stick together. You know, I hope you, I'm hoping that means you're a Pats fan as well. Got to stick together. It's a t- you know what? We're hated out here. Hated. Even though, you know, it's just because they hate on that success. You feel me? Uh, then we got the Falcons at the Bills. Now, listen, as much as I need the Bills to lose, I don't think that they lose against the Falcons, man. I mean, the Falcons, I mean, they're just, you know, they're just not a very good team. They're just not. I think Matty Ice is, uh, you know, melting down. Although Kyle Pitts looking fantastic. By the way, guys, I want to pat myself on the back one more time on this show. I uh, went back to back in my boys' fantasy league. I am now the back to back champion. I'm an, I, back to. I've never done that before, but I went back to back two fantasy championships in a row. Me and him don't have anybody left to play. I won by about forty points. I'm just saying. Just lost my back-to-back title. Was going for the three-peat. Hey, listen, brother. I'm hoping I can go for a three-peat. You know what? While I'm on the topic, we we drafted this team two years ago. <coughs> it is a dynasty league. Yo, listen to the team that I assembled two years ago, right? And I was ahead on some of these draft picks, right? I got Josh Allen. I was ahead on Josh Allen. I knew this man was going to be goaded. Aaron Jones, Cooper Cup. I was ahead on Cooper Cup. I knew this man was goaded. Tyreek Hill, I ended up getting him. I traded for Kyle Pitts this year. I got Antonio Gibson, Michael Carter, Russell Gage. The Bills defense. Not a super flex league. We play with a defense in this one. And fine. I'm used to that anyway. These super flex leagues be taking way too much out of me, okay? But I also got Deshaun Watson. So when he comes back, I'm trading that man for picks and players. I got Trevor Lawrence too. So when you know when Josh Allen has his one bye week of the year, I can you know plug on a Lawrence in. I got Leonard Fournette. I got Dalvin Cook, Daryl Henderson, Tony Pollard, A.J. Dillon, Aguilar, Nicole Hardman, Jacoby Myers, Darius Slayton, Van Jefferson. I got Bateman. I got Evan Ingram. Like, listen, man, I don't know how I assembled this team, but, man, it is something. It is something. Very happy with that team. That is the team that went back-to-back and is trying to be the the white Bill Russell. Hey, if I can get 10 championships in a row. Yo, imagine, I wonder what the longest streak in fantasy sports history is for winning. I wonder if, the, well, we listen, it might end up being me. Maybe I'll keep track of that. Um, but sorry, people, let me get into these picks real quick. Uh, I already said, Jack, that Pat's, listen, Pat's easy. Falcons at Bills, I'm going with the Bills. We got the Giants at the Bears, man. This is just an this is another game that unless you're a fan of either one of these teams, if you watch this game in my head, you're a freak. Um, whatever league OJ is in, they just let him win. <laughs> they don't have to yet, but he's gonna get it. It's the fear factor. You know what? You're not wrong. This man OJ be posting Twitter videos casually, like he didn't, you know, spend time in the in the clink. Weirdo. He's um, but Giants at Bears, like I said, if you watch this game. Kind of a weirdo to me, unless you're a fan. Uh, the game is in Chicago, so I will pick the Bears. Just because it's in Chicago, I have literally no other reason for picking it. Uh, we got 
this could be the game of the week, guys. This game I'm very, very excited for. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. The Chiefs at the Bengals. Uh, Obviously, that Chiefs offense has looked a lot better. Uh, The defense has been playing pretty well. The Bengals have smacked some good teams this year. I mean, they beat up on the Falcons. Or not the Falcons. The Ravens, I should say. Um, they, they've looked good this year, man. I thought that they were a year away still. I, 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 the beginning of the year, I had the Bengals as like a team that was going to be right on the edge, but not be able to make the playoffs. And well, of course they're going to win the division this year. It looks like it's in Cincinnati. I want to pick them, but the chiefs have just looked too good, man. I'm going to roll with the chiefs. Uh, I think it's going to be a fantastic game though. I really do. Uh, Bengals got a lot on offense. Uh, I mean, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins went crazy this week, as we all saw. They still got Tyler Boyd. Joe Mixon has had a wonderful year this year, and we all know what Burrow's doing. Also, love the pettiness out of Burrow, by the way, this week. Big fan of it. You know, Ravens defensive coordinator came out and said, you know, we're not putting a gold jacket on him yet. And then after the game, they asked him about it. He said, you're damn right I was thinking about it. Love, love the pettiness. Uh, Miami at Tennessee. This is another game that I think is going to be very, very good. Uh, I think it's going to be more of a low-scoring kind of defensive type of game. Oh, man. I wish I could see into the future and see what the Bills – or not the Bills – the Dolphins do tonight against the Saints. You know what? Give me the Titans, man. I'm not very confident in it. I'm not, but the game is in Tennessee. The Dolphins are going to be playing a Monday night game, so you know the Titans get that extra day rest. Dolphins are going to have to travel as well. <sighs> Give me, the, I'll, I'll take the Titans. Uh, we got the Raiders at the Colts. This one's easy for me. I'm going to go with the Colts, although I really do want the Raiders to win this game only because I want them to make the playoffs just because Derek Carr has gone through so much in his career and people think he's not good, even though he is. Uh, Bucks at the Jets. This is listen. This is a game that if the if the Bucks don't win by thirty five, I'm shocked. Uh, next up, we got the Eagles at Washington. Another important game this week. Um, Washington needs it. They're the more desperate team, but I don't think it matters. I'm still going to go with the Eagles in this one. They found their identity, although they did lose Miles Sanders. He broke his hand, so. Definitely not good for them, but I'm going to go with the Eagles, even though it is in Washington. We got the Rams at the Ravens. I'm going to go with the Rams in this one as well. Uh, You know, Ravens are just banged up, man. Matt Stafford's playing pretty well. Uh, eh, I shouldn't say pretty well, but, you know, at least he's not injured like Lamar Jackson is right now. They just have too many people injured on their entire team, first of all. Um, Which, by the way, this man Cam Akers just – Unbelievable, the fact that he's coming back from this Achilles injury. Crazy. Although they did also lose Daryl Henderson today. Uh, it looks like he's going to be out like three to five weeks I, I had just seen. Uh, we got the Broncos at the Chargers. I'm going to go with the Chargers. I think they have a bounce back after that loss against the Texans and kind of you know shut out the, the Broncos' playoff hopes. Texans at the 49ers. Listen, a great win for the Texans. I don't think they can do it two weeks in a row. I'll go with the 49ers. Another good game. This is going to be the uh, late window game that everybody's going to pay attention to. Obviously, we have the Cardinals at the Cowboys. Ah, man. It's crazy because you've asked me this question three weeks ago. I'm saying Cardinals. 
by a million because they hadn't playing so well. You know, I think people forgot that Hopkins was a big part of this offense because ever since he's gone out, the offense hasn't really looked the same. It's it's hard. This is a tough one here. Uh, man. You know what? I talked a lot about the Cowboys in this game. They, I was been asked several times if they're Super Bowl contenders, and I think if they're Super Bowl contenders, this is a game they have to win. So I'll go with the Cowboys because if they're real, like everybody thinks they are, and, I, and that's all I ever have to hear, then they should win this game and prove that they are a team to beat. So show me something. Show me something, Dallas. Hit you with a foul, my guy. Thank you. I appreciate that, my good sir. Hit you with one right back. There you go. Bam. That's how you show love on the color cast. Um, Panthers at the Saints. Listen, the Panthers have 16 quarterbacks. The Saints have 16 quarterbacks as well. This is going to be – this should be like a 3 nothing game. This really should be. The Saints defense is good. Panthers defense is pretty solid as well. Plus, you know, the Saints might have Ian Book, who I, I don't even know who that is. Uh, I'll go with the Saints, though. It's in it's in New Orleans, as, as the people say. So I'll go with them. Lions at the Seahawks. Now this should be another easy game to pick. But the Lions play very hard. The Seahawks are not very good. I'm still going to go with the Seahawks because they have Russell Wilson. And I still have faith in Russell Wilson, although some people are very down on him. But you have to look at what's going on in Seattle, man. Pete Carroll, I think the message is old. I think he should get on out of there. They have absolutely no talent on the team. The offensive line is terrible. Defense isn't very good. Russ is trying to do everything himself. Give the man a break. And then we round it out with Sunday Night Football and the Vikings at the Packers. Vikings got the one earlier in the year. Packers are going to end up getting this one. I'm going to have to go with the Packers. And that right there wraps up the week 17 picks. And we'll also basically wrap up the show, people. I did this one uh, solo dolo. I hope uh, everybody enjoyed it as much as I did. Appreciate all the love in the comments. Uh, everybody commented making the show a lot easier. Trust me, it is a lot easier to do a show like this when you got people in the comments and uh, you know can bounce your ideas back and forth and just have some fun. So I appreciate that greatly. Uh, also, before we go, make sure – you head over to Underdog Sports People or Underdog Fantasy, I should say. My bad. Underdog Fantasy. Use code Gen Z to double your first deposit up to $100, baby. You can hit the nice over unders. You can do the rivals. You can do some drafts over there at Underdog. Fantastic app. Love it. I've spent way too much money on it. Do I win a lot? <laughs> Listen, I'll keep that private, but the answer is no. Uh, so, with that being said, you can find me on Twitter, Anthony Conover underscore, for all my thoughts on the. You know, the world, but basically basically sports only because, well, that's the only thing I actually pay attention to. Uh, Gen Z Sports for the show on Twitter as well. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Like I said, Gen Z Sports. Instagram is Gen Z Sports as well. Subscribe to the YouTube at Generational Sports. We're trying to do a nice little giveaway when we get 100 subscribers over there and 200 followers on the Twitter. So make sure you go and find both of those. Uh, you can follow me on Twitch, Anthony underscore Conover. I put all of my... Uh, podcast on there as well might start getting back into you know some of the call of duty your boy has picked the sticks back up and well i'm goaded what can i say um so we got all that going on i appreciate everybody tuning into the show making my life a lot easier and uh sticking around with me for this hour 20 minute show of just me yapping so i appreciate everybody for tuning in and uh listen everybody i will see you on the next on the next episode and hopefully by that time Josh will be back. 
I'll catch everybody on the next episode. Thank you so much.